Hello and welcome to Due South by Southeast. This is a very special episode we recorded a couple of weeks back for Squeefest 2020, which was a 24-hour marathon which I did to raise money for NHS charities together, which is helping fight COVID-19. You can give now at justgiving.com slash Squeefest, S-Q-U-E-E-F-E-S-T, and help us raise even more money. We're currently at uh, £550. We're so proud of that. It's going to help a lot of people. And if you've got the money to spare, please do donate. If not, we do understand a lot of people are suffering during this time, uh, both financially as well as kind of suffering with COVID and with people who they've lost. So uh, we completely understand. If not, please just sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of Due South by Southeast, which we hope you do anyway. This week, we talk about Starman. Tony Craig, I play Jack Huey on Do South. I am Catherine Bruyer. Hey everyone, this is Ramona Milano, otherwise known as Francesca Vecchio. This is Paul Haggis, and you're listening to Do South by Southeast. <laughs> I wish this podcast would carry me away But while talking to Squeaky and Michelle get a word in edgeways Record over a bottle of rum on a darker south end to me To south That is what we're talking about To south Saddle up my microphone Get deep in Baker Hello, the bum's out, the room's out, and my golly gosh, my pizza's out. Uh, welcome oh. to Juice by Southeast. I am Detective Squee. Welcome, eh? You notice that on the theme? That's I saw that. That was good. Joining me, of course, is first of all, we better go to a wide shot, otherwise, you can't see her. It's, uh, say, even a wide shot, look. Come, come on in, come on in. Oh, God. Joining me is um, Mountain Michelle. Mountain Michelle. Uh, Mountain Michelle, yeah. And? Hello. And? Oh, well, who am I? Oh, I've forgotten now. Civilian yeah, aid Nicola. That's me. <laughs> You're Nicola. Nicola. Hello. And as we Hi. go into nine o'clock, at least we can swear, swear now. For fuck's sake, babe. What? <laughs> what are you playing at? I don't know. All you have to do is get your own name right. And I apologize for listeners around the world who are before nine o'clock because I've just realized that. But yeah. You always know yeah. with this show, I get a bit sweary. Yeah. We are here, of course, to talk about Due South. Um, how's everyone doing, first of all? Yeah, you should work. You should work, Michelle. Yeah, we've got video now. We've got video. Have to speak. Sorry, what were we saying? I said we've got video now. I can do this. Yeah, but speak as well. Is, is that all you want to do? <laughs> I might also want to put this up on an audio podcast later, okay. so it will help. Okay. Well, I'm all right. Thank you for asking. How are you? How are you getting on? You know, you're hours into it now. How are you doing? I'm on hour seven now, so this last hour of the eight-hour first stream, 
out of three. So the other one will continue straight after. For anyone who wasn't listening earlier, the reason for that is just framing limits on Facebook just only allows for eight hours at a time. Otherwise, it wipes the feed uh, and you lose stuff. But um, so I'm having a good time. Um, yeah, it's it's been interesting. There's only one hour, which we were on radio as well, where everything went to poop. So um, oh. it was Matt Lee's hosting. And his uh, his computer decided to just have a meltdown when he tried to play in an intro tune. And so we lost the feed. Uh, so we were on video, but we weren't on radio for a while. And it was all fun and games. Anyway, apart from that, it's all been gravy. We've had a wonderful time. Katie Manning, Alex Sadig, uh, loads of other people. It's been absolutely wonderful. Uh, two hours before we were due to go on, um, one of my guests, unfortunately, was taken ill. So I had John Davies oh. some in the last moment. So big thanks to him. But yeah, uh, how are you, Nicola? I'm really tired, thank you. <laughs> oh, you're tired, you poor thing. It's all Yay. Nice. And I've had to make my drink on the net, look. <laughs> because, so it is ridiculous, it's true. Because, What's going on with that? Because what it is, is that obviously in the hot weather, there seems to be a lot of little mozzy fly things mm. around. Uh, and on my drink and I don't like it. <laughs> they want some. <laughs> net for it. Yeah. Room veg bag. Yeah. <laughs> What's your problem? <laughs> so, um, Michelle, I feel like at this juncture, get out of the way early. Hey, we're raising money for the NHS. Just giving dot com slash squeefest if anyone wants to donate. Um, actually, can I just quickly give a title? So this is our big telephone moment. I just need to check in with how much it's up to at the moment. So remembering, we had a target of two hundred pounds, <gasps> and we're at two hundred pounds. Oh no, my god! Two hundred pounds, guys. We met our target, guys. Thank you so much, everyone. I wish I could check, but it just I'm live, so I can't go through my. Oh, phone that's awesome! Very bad TV. Thank you, everyone who's donated. We think we can smash that though. We think the Jews oh, so. will help us smash that total though. I don't know if you should call them that. They call Jews. D U E R S. Oh, okay. Not any other. Uh, only you <laughs> would say that. Now it sounds bad. No one ever thought it sounded bad till now. Sorry. <laughs> but you're glad you had me on it. <laughs> you South fans, please help us smash that. And anyone who's coming on later. Um, so, uh, Michelle, I was going to go. Obviously, we're raising money for the NHS. You're our first member working for the NHS. Thank you very much for your service, first of all. You're welcome. I mean, I thought you might say something there, but no. <laughs> oh, Again, look, I've been there. I've, I've been there today. I was up at six o'clock. I know. I've just, I suppose I'm just slightly tired out. You know, I've been with a really annoying doctor today. <laughs> That's the last thing I could have done with um, oh, today before this um, podcast. But so I spent most of the day just like. <laughs> But no, I love the NHS, obviously, and oh, we're sorry. probably about to go through another horrific time with COVID. So, I mean, anything raised yeah. is just going to be yeah. amazing. Yes, it will be. Yeah. Yes. I'm just going to stop really Benny making loads of noise. He's on. He's trying to get comfy. Benny, sit. Anyway, uh, so uh, one thing I want to say, though, and I hope you don't mind me using you as a bit of an example, but this is the reason why we're doing this, because... Uh, Michelle, uh, you told me last night, is it okay for me to talk about generally what's happening? Okay. Yeah, go for it. So Michelle, Benny is so incensed, he's going to tear up the seat he's on. That's how much he's... Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. in, 
Christ's sake, Benny, please stop. I'm, I'm going to start a new just giving just for some furniture. I'll yeah. Think. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. He'll get comfortable. He will get comfortable. And then anyway, so um, Michelle has uh, been working all hours, God said, and uh, it's got to the point where they're asking uh, people on Michelle's ward, I'm sure on all the wards, uh, to work more hours and to work with more weekends and uh, to do it for less pay they're trying to do at the moment, which we, we hope that bit doesn't work out. But anyway, yeah, the point is, not. as we go into a second wave of COVID, which is hitting now, and they're talking about a second lockdown, a mini, a smaller one, but a second one, uh, it just shows more important than ever that you help out the NHS. Obviously, we want it properly funded and we want other help to be forthcoming so uh, people like Michelle don't have to work more hours. But we can do our bit. This is all we can do. We can't affect some other change and we can try, but but that's a bit more difficult. For now, what we can do is donate a little bit of money and give something to help out the NHS. So uh, thank you, Michelle. And hopefully we'll raise a bit of money just to help a little bit. Sound good? Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to like thank all my colleagues as well. I mean, you know, I've seen what an amazing job they're doing. I was talking to an anaesthetist um, a couple of days ago and she's mostly based in intensive care which is you know really where it's been at um with this um covid situation and she was just saying how amazing all the staff were how they pulled together so well and they were coming from you know lots of different areas of the hospital to come and support them and they've never worked in intensive care before and you know she's i think she's feeling slightly concerned that we're not going to get the support this time around when we get the second wave everyone's getting a bit fed up and she's just concerned that you know the support is waning now and i think you know it'd just be so awesome just to show show everybody that you know we're still there supporting them really i mean i mean i work in endoscopy so it's not anywhere near as intensive as it is in some of the other areas of the hospital and i've got so much respect for them and I, yeah. are you having an invasion <laughs> say that again no. You're cutting out a bit. It sounds like you had someone going. I can I can hear that as well. I don't I don't know where that's coming from. It sounds like you got Benny there. <laughs> no, okay, you had on the line apparently somewhere, which yeah. isn't in either of our houses. That's disconcerting. <laughs> Michelle, uh, one thing I was just going to say is, um, obviously, we don't want to do down anyone who did the clap, and I knew that no, that was a really nice uh, gesture towards the mm. NHS. But the person who came up with that idea actually asked for it to stop because it was being politicised as a reason to just clap as opposed to doing real action. And yeah. we want people to do real action. So this is the only thing we can do at the moment to help. Hopefully the politicians will do so as well. But uh, in the meantime, Michelle, I've got a little question for you, if you don't mind. Go for it. If it will play, which apparently <laughs> won't now. So one second, you can express, expect nothing but professionalism as we go into <clears> it. <throat> Did you nearly tell her to express then? No. I, <laughs> I think I'm hearing things I shouldn't. It's nine o'clock. Tell me what Rambo Okay, we'll play that again. Oh, oh, we're getting drunk as hell. Tell me what Rambo are drinking myself. What one are we drinking, Michelle? Hey. Yeah, so the one I've got today, I've got another new one. I'm going to hold this. I don't know how it's going to show. Uh, oh. Twin fin. Right. Yeah. Oh. Twin fin. So it's a spiced golden rum. This is a really nice one. I think it would actually be really nice in cocktails as well. It's kind of like a, a banana, vanilla, cinnamony, kind of with orange as well. But it's, yeah, it's a really, really nice rum. 
really nice. I definitely, yeah, definitely recommend it. And I'll, yeah, I think it's if you want a cocktail rum, I think this would be a really nice one. I must say, due to the fact that ah, uh, have you got headphones you can wear, Michelle? I think no. Me. Oh no, I haven't got any that I can wear with a microphone. Okay, goody. Uh, but, uh, okay. I th uh, due to the fact that we had a 24-hour marathon podcast to arrange, we didn't have time to get any special new rum. So we're just on the Old Faithful Godfather's Mine with Orange Juice. This is my one drink I'm going to have. Uh, I'm going to risk it. Hopefully this won't put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's like a poor man's Godfather. Because we've got Aldi's right. Oh, bourbon. Oh, bourbon. I always say bourbon. Bourbon. I like bourbon biscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got some bourbon biscuits crushed up. Yeah, <laughs> and we've got Aldi own de Serrano, which is called Amaretto. Very so nice. Poor man's Godfather for yeah, hardly any price. And extra soundtrack with no cross tonight. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. adding a little extra in. I wonder if anyone is anyone else having a drink tonight. Anyone else? Yeah. Anyone's watching, having a drink? Why not join us? Yeah. Please do comment in the uh, comments box and uh, let us know what you're up to. Let us know what you're drinking. Even if it's a cup of tea, let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to play the in intro to this, and I have no idea if anyone's actually prepared for this section, but let's find out. <laughs> We're now going to start Mini Mountie Club, the segment where we have people literally, all you've got to do, you can do this live. <laughs> Ryan saying, I want to be a mini Mountie and we'll make you one. Yeah, absolutely. That hasn't happened yet, has it? I really thought by now somebody would have would have come in and been live and said, yeah, I want to be a mini Mountie. I don't have to do anything, so yeah. <laughs> by the way, um, just a little uh, shout out to Matt Lee's who's rang in. Props to Squee for eating non-stop since 2 p.m. I had one banana and a pizza. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's oh. saying, <laughs> He'd like to revoke his mini Mountie status. No, you can't. Once you're in, you're no. in. Like, no, you don't get It's like the Hotel California or like um like the Mafia. You only come out one way. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so uh, anyone got a mini Mountie for us? Yeah, I've got one. I was just checking that I haven't written it down already. Yay. I think I'm okay. I think I'm all right here. Uh, my niece, I'm going to put my niece down, Mina. Aww. Mina. She's not on there yet, so she's she's going on today. She's going to be number 106. I can't believe we're at 106 already. Oh, I thought you... Wow. Yeah. And it's worth noting, uh, Lizzie has said, you'll be hearing from my legal team, a.k.a. Vic. I, I'm not surprised, because we were playing uh, Match Game 3611 earlier, and... Uh, Matt lost to me, so he's obviously putting Vic up as his champion because Vic actually won a couple. So I can understand why you want to send him in a safe place. I love you, Matt. I'm not responsible for whatever he says. Beyond Team Squee, aren't you? Well, I have to have someone on my team. I've I got Benny know. at the moment. That's about it. That's quite cool, Matt and Rachel. We're ganging up on you. No, and I don't know. Okay, just in the ranks. That's why I'm hearing. Uh, I like your glasses, by the way. These are your new rum glasses. Oh, no, these are the tiki glasses we've got. We had them yeah. on for a while, I think. We had them in our Hawaiian episode, if you remember. Yeah. Nice. 
I can't remember who asked me, but we were in a group and someone said, are you drinking out of a carafe? It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's possible, though, I suppose, isn't it? Sorry, I keep looking away because um, Benny's circling and I don't know what he's doing. So it was my idea. He's to now hiding in. underneath the table, menacing me. Yes. I've got a cat that's just sitting staring at me. <laughs> oh, bless you. Oh, it was my idea to bring him in. It's fine. It's not fine. <laughs> so he might be just out in a minute. Oh. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> oh right what's the, what oh well, mini mountie sorry well that's a mini mountie that'll do fine oh, we need to get have i put katie on there my niece katie i think you katie. have oh, oh my like, goodness so many to look through she'll be right near the end because she's only oh yes, have, yeah, i can see it yeah number 95 oh, have i put kerry on there then her Ready? mum I don't think I have, have I? Kerry? Yes. Oh, no, Not that I can see. Oh, brilliant. Kerry, there you go. That's mine for the week. Yeah, 107. And Benny has finally settled down, thank goodness. Uh, okay, so uh, is, is that enough mini mounties for everyone? Mm -hmm. I think so. Okay, so uh, we are now uh, on to our, our main order of business, which is, of course, to talk about this week's episode of Juice South. Now, yeah. if while I waffle, anyone want to get it up on IMDb, that would be great. But uh, this week's episode, yeah, that will be your, your hint, Michelle. Michelle, get up on your phone. Anyway, uh, this week's episode, which we watched with Starman, one which we were going to get to uh, a few, like about a month back, and yeah. I had a migraine, unfortunately, so we had to cancel it. So we're going to do it tonight because um, we're a little bit behind on recording episodes. But in the meantime, you would have enjoyed my interview, which I did actually near the beginning of lockdown. We finally put it on the feed from uh, Colonel Stefan, who's going to be joining us later with uh, Armani John to do a G South quiz in the middle of the night, UK, but perfectly yeah. for American and Canadian listeners. So, Marty Michelle. How would you, off the top of your head, describe this episode? Uh, well, what IMBD says is Ray and Benton once again encounter Ian McDonald, the compulsive liar. This time, a free man and claiming a woman he loved and proposed to has been abducted by aliens. Nice. I can't remember what episode was called that Ian was in before. Do you remember what it was called? I can't remember the episode name, but I know, it, uh, yeah, I mean, he was tra traveling across town. He was a witness. It might have been the witness, maybe. Oh, my, yeah, it might have been the witness. But he no, was the one responsible for Ray's car being blown up. <laughs> yeah, very cool dramatic scene. And the infamous duck scene where there's ducks and there's a duck and they duck and there's a duck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that was a good episode, too. So, uh, very much always fun when you get to a point in a show where they can have reoccurring people. It's nice when, you know, you call yeah. back some, especially since, I mean, just the opening scene was lovely on this one. Oh, it's just, yeah, just good fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, coming in with a hypothetical scenario, it's like, well. Yeah, well the that wasn't the opening right. scene, though. What was the opening scene? The opening scene was the bit where he met, um, I can't remember. Oh, her yes, Amanda oh, Chapman. Yeah. Got, uh, abducted by aliens. Yes. I do it like that, Alien. 
the wonderful thing about this being, uh, which I'm sure you two ladies picked up on as big, deep Stargate fans, she went on to be in Stargate SG-1 as um, Colonel Carter, uh, who was, of course, dealing with the Stargate, which led you to Alien Planet. And now she's an episode of this uh, before that uh, with Aliens, but which I, I'm sure you two, I'm sure you two know. <laughs> Well, maybe that's how she got to know the aliens by being abducted. Oh, so you think they employed her at Stargate because of that? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's the same character. It's, she just changed the name. it's always who you know, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> you know, some aliens, they're good to you. Yeah, you're in. It's always who you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it starts in the hotel, well, motel, doesn't it? And I didn't realise it was a motel at first. I thought it was like a house or something. And I thought it was a little bit strange that it had this spaceship on the door. And I thought this is going to be a bit an eccentric person that lives there. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm seeing this spaceship. Yeah, so this was Ian. And, he, you know, spent the night with this lady. And then he proposes to her. So just at first, I'm thinking they're, you know, their boyfriend, girlfriend, taking it to the next level. He proposes. And I still... I mean, I've watched this episode twice now recently, and I do not understand why this kind of abduction thing kind of happened the way it did. It all seemed completely unnecessary. Well, but, um, I like the fact, and we will get onto it later, that uh, it's kind of left open what happened exactly. Yeah. It's never really explained what's going on there. But, well, yeah, we'll probably get to that bit later. But I don't, yeah. And I'll probably once we've kind of got to the end, I'll kind of say how it just doesn't make sense what kind of happens in this um, first scene. Episode, isn't it? I mean, it's something that we find out later, Michelle, that he's he's known this lady and just fallen in love uh, so deep overnight, only known her for one night, and 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 he proposes. Um, I mean, it was much like that with you and Gary, I believe. How long was it between being and proposing? How how long was that again, uh, Michelle? The proposal wasn't. The proposal was a couple of months. The proposal wasn't too long, but the engagement so that <laughs> the was engagement it, right? like 10 years. <laughs> what, just one days? I didn't know if he was the one, you know, 10 years later, a mortgage and kids, you know, I wasn't too sure, you know. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't like to rush into these things. <laughs> I didn't want to rush into this is the thing that, that she should have realised, like, just getting proposed doesn't mean you're going to get married within 10 years. Yeah, you're not paying no. time for him. To get out no. of it. <laughs> Gary had plenty of time and he didn't get out of it, so it just shows Aww. it's not that easy. Yeah, <laughs> he tried, but you know, we got yeah. locks. <laughs> yeah. he, he could only go to work as a postie once uh, he'd got Stockholm syndrome and she knew he was going to come back. <laughs> oh, <God>. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> yeah, so this, you know, he's just proposed to her and all of a sudden the door's like kicked open and she's kind of almost abducted and they kind of shoot at him and he gets this um, thin thing shot into his arm, doesn't he? So mm. they can track him. And he, he kind of falls over, bangs his head and she, you know, she's gone off with these, well, he thinks it's an alien abduction at first, doesn't he? he <laughs> I think, <laughs> I don't know, he's, he's a, you know, he's a bit of a compulsive liar, isn't he? So who knows what he's really thinking? Um, so then who does he go to? Obviously, he's, you know, he's not too far from Chicago. He goes to find his old friend Benton. And I love the I, well, so you see him uh, like his girlfriend getting abducted. Yeah. 
the next thing you do, you go to like the station and it's Ray and Benny talking. And it's like, it's, it's a classic Benny thing of like going of like, uh, hypothetically speaking, if there was someone who you hadn't gone well with, who, you know, came to you for help, would you help them? It's like, hypothetically, well, yes, of course I would. And imagine if they'd uh, shut shut up your Buick, like your Buick Riviera, and it exploded. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. So once Ray realizes who it is that you know Benny wants to help, he's like, oh no, no, not this guy. He's like, I will shoot him. You show me that man, I will shoot him. Um, but you know, Benny, he, he talks him in. It's, so, it's such a funny scene, isn't it? He talks into. He was like, just listen to him. Just hear him out. Just listen to him. And then the first thing he says is like, yeah, my girlfriend's been abducted by aliens. And he's just like, ah, <laughs> it's like I hate this guy. Do you know what? Leading on from that, the best scene I love is when he hooks himself up to the lie detector. Yeah. And it's kind of like he hooks himself up, and he's sat there like, I'm ready. <laughs> and and they kind of start off by going you know, your name and this and that. And there was this woman called Audrey and keep going. And then suddenly he's had this big wedding or something, big engagement and Sly Stallone's mm -hmm. been and mm -hmm. uh, his mother is um, Barbara Stry, you know, and it all comes yeah. out. Uh, yeah. It's much oh. like when I enter the boudoir waiting for Nicola, I hook myself up and say, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know what you're hooking yourself up to. <laughs> well... <laughs> You've never once hooked yourself up and said slice the loans here and Barbara tries hands the gun. Well, I'd like to role play every now and again. You, you didn't hear me say that. <laughs> yeah, because as soon as I've hooked myself up, she puts on a, a movie. I mean, it's rude, really. <laughs> she comes back upstairs two hours later. I'm falling asleep. You really have. I think Santi might have slipped in. I don't know. <laughs> So there's some really great scenes there, but I really like the fact that, you know, he takes this lie detector and he goes into the room. And then when Ray and Benny walk in there, like Ray's expecting to see a guy he's about to interrogate. And he's like, you know, where is he? Where's he gone? And he's just like, oh, he's just confessed. You know, he's like, you impersonated a police officer. He was like, yeah, you were taking too long. So he got him to confess, <laughs> moved on. Yeah, hooked himself up to this lie detector. I don't know, it's really good. But he's got this um, bump on his head obviously from hitting his head on the uh, bedside cabinet and and like Benny's kind of doing his thing, isn't he? And what did I write? I wrote something about it's that. Worth saying. This is one of those wonderful moments where you get like Detective Benny coming in. So you, I mean, South is so good at packing so much into a scene. So you've got uh, Ian just talking all this crazy stuff. You've got yeah. Ray kind of obviously reacting to, oh, come on, let's just turn him out of here. And just before he can, Benny picks up on some crucial facts. It's like, ah, there was a woman there. That was definitely true. And look at this little thing. Yeah, he's like, you know, analysing this wound, yeah. Perfect. Lovely. Yeah, and then he notices that this thing on his arm. And he's even, you know, he could have been completely honest about this and said, yeah, the, the you know, the guys that abducted her, they shot me in the arm. But he's even making up a story about that, isn't he? And it's like, no, come on. <laughs> he actually... He pulls the pin out, but I, I just love the way he's like, oh, look over there, turtles. <laughs> I mean, why would there be turtles in a police station? You know, it's, it's just such weird stuff, but he's just like, oh, where? I mean, this uh, is the thing that's so beautiful as well. That it's, uh, I think a lesser show would have made him honest more often, whereas South just has so much fun with, like, the crazy with it all. Well, I think so, because then they go on a tour, like a bus tour, 
you know, which they could have just done the three of them, but then they're bringing a, a group of uh, seniors with them as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like they could have gone on their own, really. <laughs> you can just picture the writer's room. It's like, right. So he goes off with them. Uh, he, he's saying the lies. You've got like the, the fun yeah. of, of Ray being annoyed with that while Benny believed him. Um, and then you've got the uh, the senior citizens. Someone else in the right room. Sorry, what? What? What now? <laughs> uh, yeah, senior citizens were on a uh, a alien sightseeing yeah. tour. Yeah, of course we do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I know it was really fun. I think it was it was you know part of the genius of the show, isn't it? Just having this bus full of senior citizens <laughs> that have signed up to this um, tour that he's doing. I thought it was brilliant, and they were all so good as well. And they had their own little stories kind of going on within the show as well, didn't they? And I absolutely yeah. love the two women flirting with that kind of grumpy old man. <laughs> oh, he's kind of like allergic to everything. And it's mixing in, kind of, you've got all this wackiness going in, and then you get this story just so suddenly put in there, but it's just enough to be a through line of these people who are looking for their son, who they yeah. tried to believe has been inducted as opposed to dealing with the horror, horror <coughs> they've got killed in war. It's um it's so it's so poignant, but it's so put in there subtly that you can have the rest of the story take charge and just this through line which they wrap up by the end. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I absolutely love Deep and Baker with them as well. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and this is it, they're like feeding him little, little scraps, aren't they, on this bus and Ben Benson's going, Oh, he's on a diet. These old people like keep feeding him. Yeah. And trust, like, there's always two older ladies, or I'm not just saying old ladies, but usually older ladies, that have, like, a three-course meal brought with them, don't they? <laughs> or oh, would you like some chicken? And it looks like this huge plate of chicken. And these are the moments yeah. when uh, Deep and Baker always reminds me so much of Dottie. Like, everywhere she goes, she finds someone to mooch food off. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> going, oh, I don't mind. It's like, yeah, but, but I mind. I've got to stop my dog, like, putting on 50 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The smile and the face, and you're <laughs> gone then. <laughs> well, yeah, she does. And then the person who's been really lovely goes like, oh, but I just want to share my thing with them. And you feel like a bad guy for trying to watch the weight of your dog. Yeah, you <laughs> <are>. <laughs> Two sets of eyes on you. And then she <laughs> her fingers up when she was weighed last time, and she'd lost a little bit of weight. <laughs> she stuck her fingers up. I think she <laughs> come in and went, there, Daddy. <laughs> 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 Off she goes to find people at the park. <laughs> that doesn't stars me, it is, says Dottie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. So, anyway, <laughs> so, so they go back to the motel where he was staying, and you know, they go to look around the room, and he's like, Oh, you know, I haven't touched anything. This is the crime scene, it's all a bit of a mess in there. And they walk into the room he was staying in, and it's just spotlessly clean. They've even like but the bedside table that he hit his head on, they've even replaced that, you know, because, like, Benson's doing his thing, and, oh, yes, but there would have been, like, some little, like, dry blood and, and all this lot, and there was nothing at all. It was spotlessly clean. So they'd gone in there, cleaned it all up, and I... I'm making a murderer about that to me. Like, that just reminds me of when they go into the pristinely clean... Well, it would be pristinely cleaned for blood, but, like, suddenly all the bits of rubbish and everything are there. So the blood's yeah. been cleaned, but everything else is still there? Yeah, I'm not buying it. Yeah, because there was something on the floor, wasn't there? There was something that Deep and Baker was eating on the floor 
And um, oh, Benjamin, like, stop yeah. eating that. That could be evidence. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Here's a bag of crisps." I just have to add. Uh, anyone who's watching this wondering why I'm eating pizza on camera, like 24 hour event, I have to eat sometime. So that also explains for anyone who's listening to this on audio later. I'm in the middle of 24 hour events. I have to eat when I can. Usually we're told off, aren't we, Michelle, if we make noise? We get told off for crunching. We do get told off for crunching. We get told off for giggling if they start the music. Next time you're doing a 24-hour event, which uh, Due South by Southeast is a part of, you can make those noises. Right. So next time, Nicola, you and me, big bags of crisps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just got to do another 23 hours of broadcasting around it. Yeah, before, isn't it? we can do that easy. I'll tell you what, get some of the overproof from in. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I wouldn't do I would another hour after that. <laughs> It makes the podcast go for about three or four hours, but it doesn't give you any lasting power after the podcast. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We'd have to wake each other up when we nod off, I think. <laughs> like, Nicola! <laughs> so hot in this room at the moment. Mm. It's like a sauna. Yeah. Oh. Mm. You have to drink more. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that'll help. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that will help hydrate you, alcohol. <laughs> and cool you down. That, isn't it? <laughs> so are we still on the bus? Uh, no, so they have um, they went around the room, didn't they? But then they went outside to ask people if they'd seen anybody go in there. And I loved the guy that was up on the roof. He was painting. Yes. It was like a spaceship on the roof, wasn't it? And he was painting something. And I really liked him. I thought he was really funny. And they got to him and asked him questions. And all the guys like, yep, yep, nope. <laughs> It looks great. It's a replica of the one I've got in my basement. Yeah, it goes, it's a replica. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nicola thought that the uh, ship on top of the hotel, due to Miss Hearing, she thought that that ship was a replica of the woman he had tied up in his basement. No, hang on. <laughs> hang on now. I said woman in his basement. I never mentioned she was tied up. That's well, how else you gonna, a little bit extra. How else are you going to stop her from escaping? Just logic. No. Just logic. It's like when we moved in, I was like, oh, what's that? Oh, we don't have a basement here. Yeah. <laughs> we were watching Des the other day with oh, uh, David Tennant. Yeah, I don't know if you watched that as well. Mm, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was obviously awful, but it was a really good. Interesting. Show, yeah. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's about a serial killer. It's a real-life story mm -hmm. where he had uh, dead bodies all over the show, all over his current house. He had some in his old house. He'd killed, like, the... Uh, just scores of people, and he was a sociopath, so he had no guilt about it. And David Tennant's performance was chilling and brilliant. Mm. I mean, obviously, you yeah. know it's dramatized, but I think someone said to me that people had said it was like people close to it was, said it was like watching a ghost, basically. Yeah. So obviously, he'd done a very good uh, depiction of him. Geez, wow. there's nothing that David Tennant cannot act, no. it turns out. But uh, anyway, like that's a little digression. Uh, back <laughs> to, uh, yeah, to that's, that's I think his name was yeah, the guy on the roof, I think was called Bob. Back to Bob. Um, Bob yeah, he was funny. What did I write about Bob? I feel like I wrote something about oh yeah, like one thing I really liked because he was he started questioning them as well. He was like, Oh, are you CIA? And he's like, Oh no, I'm you know, mount you know, Canadian mounted police, and he's like, Where's your horse? And he's like, um, I don't have a horse, I, I have a wolf. Like, do you ride him? 
I just had a thought. Is having a horse like the equivalent of someone saying, "Can I see your badge?" Yeah, I see your horse. Also, the genius of it is he's standing there in full Monty outfit, including the hat, and he goes, "Yeah, you see, I a there were no clues that it was a monkey." <laughs> <No, no, no. laughs> the one of the another like interesting thing was that like, I don't know why he said it. Um, you know, when he goes, "No, I have a wolf." I was like, "Oh, do you ride him?" And he said, "No." And he goes, "He's dead." And I'm like, "What's that got to do with the fact that you don't ride him?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm dead. So, like, oh, would you ride your wolf? No, I don't think you would. <laughs> no, I don't know what he's seeing, sort of size-wise, but. It reminds me of when you go into those old folks' home, and it's like they're having two different conversations, and they <laughs> don't seem to perturb by it. Like they're just answering them as if they're having the same conversation. Yeah, that was funny. I did like that scene. Um, yeah, so then they they go to the um, bar that Ian had been to, where he met this Audrey. They're going to speak to this um, woman behind the bar who she remembers him from the night before, and she's a bit flirty with Benton, isn't she? Mm. I forget how he gets into it, but he goes like, uh, sorry, no, I was just talking to the space lady, he calls her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I wrote her down as spa um, bar space lady. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Yeah, um, they find out from her that this Audrey actually works at this like army base that's right. nearby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When they decide they get back on the bus and they're going to drive to this um, army base to go and find her because... Ian wants to get the ring back from her because, you know, when he proposed, he put the ring on her finger and then she yeah. was taken away. To begin with, to begin with, he's clearly trying to get the lady back. Mm. And it's only Ray who crushes his dreams. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, there's such a brutal scene of Ray. I don't think Ray, like, even means to be, but he's just trying to bring him back down to real street. He's like, look, you did what we all do sometime. You met a girl in a bar, you thought she was the one, turns out she was just going to be using you and she's run off with your ring. Just deal with it. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. What though? I mean, if, if she had been abducted, is he still going to just, she's there with the aliens and he's just like, I just want the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, keep the fear probing, just give me the ring back. <laughs> yeah. But it was just so brutal to watch Ray doing it and like you can tell he's just going yeah. to know. But, um, but yeah, Ray eviscerates him, and Benny goes, Oh, yeah, I think that really helps. Like, yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think when you've done the wrong thing, but you're not ready to admit it yet. Mm. So, again, you know, after this bit, they actually then trot off to the base, but they yeah. actually still have the seniors in tow. So, they don't think that we'll drop them off, you know, maybe. <laughs> they're like gone out for a nice day out and they're being dragged and faced with guns on a base. Yeah. On the campfire, like watching the stars. Yeah. But you know, there's a really cute bit I found, really. And I know it's it's just random, but when they're all told to get off, they're all getting off one by one. And then Deacon Baker just trots off as well. Like it's like all off and he's like, oh, okay. You know, and I thought that was very sweet. Mm. And when they're around the campfire, and ladies going, it's like, oh, yeah, you better finish this all off. Like, the theme of Benny getting, like, uh, sorry, of uh, Deep being fed by this lady is just woven all throughout the episode. It's just genius. Yeah, it's just, like, by her side the whole time. She's, like, the woman with the food. I'm staying next to her. That's such a dog thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we, we have it. We call it Chimpkin when uh, we give a little bit of chicken to the dogs. Yeah. Chimpkin lady. Chimpkin lady, yeah. It's quite a funny scene as well. This like bus with this like rocket on the top, like 
pulls up to this army base and they're like, state your business. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, he, like, Ian kind of goes into his, is kind of like, oh, Brad, oh, do you remember me? And all this lot, obviously he's never met him before. And they're like, like, we don't know who you are. State your business or get out of here or we will use military force. And, he, and then he just kind of slowly pushes through the barrier, doesn't he? And they all end up um, getting arrested. <laughs> what I love about that as well is for the rest of the episode, it's pretty much them going onto the base, being choked up and Ian sneaking back in. And it's like this wonderful thing of it takes about half the episode, but it doesn't feel like it's kind of inflated or anything. It's a really good way of using a uh, a location very cleverly, which like when you're producing TV shows, sometimes you've got to have a cheaper episode to pay for the more expensive ones. I can see, but in a kind of non-intrusive way, how how this episode does that. It's just it's wonderfully, very um, effectively done. Yeah, and then they again just after that they decide to dump the seniors just in some random. <laughs> With chairs and blankets. Mm. <laughs> and a campfire, yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> you sit here. But oh. I like the scene, like after they've been arrested and they get taken to the colonel, you know, they're talking, you know, we've come here to look at this Audrey, they tell her her name, they show them pictures of her as well, don't they? He's like, do you know, do you know this woman? We're looking for her, all this lot, and they're all, you know, they're all just like, no, no, she doesn't work here, you're mistaken, blah, blah, blah. And I like the fact that both Ray and Benny, they both kind of use their skills to pick up on things. Like like most of the time, it's just Benny picking up on things. So it's actually really nice that Ray was picking up on something as well. Like they're yeah. talking about and they're both like, huh, did you notice this? Hmm, yes, but I noticed this. <laughs> and they both picked up on the fact that they were they were all lying to them. And then um, he sees somebody who he thinks is Audrey, doesn't he? And he goes then like back running through the base, like trying to find her. And that, but that's when we see Audrey again. Then after he's kind of like seen the, the fake Audrey, and they're kind of like, look, you've made a mistake. Come on, get out now. You know, the real Audrey comes out. And then that's when it kind of gets a little bit mysterious again, because then they're like, oh, you put this whole project in danger. And we're all like, what project? We don't know what is going on here, do we? And we never actually find out what this um, project is that she's been working on. Right. Well, that's a kind of bit. The whole idea of like they will tell you there's something ridiculous and it's not true, but then they'll give a little bit, or is it? You know, you never by the end, like her her weird explanation, I really enjoy a bit, and it doesn't fully answer it. So I, I love the fact that they tease that throughout the episode. See, I like the bit where he's there going, Is this how it's gonna be? Me and the kids at home yeah. <laughs> Me dying, bit of a nerve. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what they were. Yeah, what they were looking at. It was, it was definitely something up in the sky they were looking at and they were waiting for. Was it aliens? And we are up to £210. Thank you, everyone. Keep donating if you're watching. Justgiving.com slash Briefest. Sorry, people say. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's great. And where are we at? I don't know. I haven't even been looking at my notes. We've just been chatting through it, haven't we? Yeah, well, so that, it's the thing which tells Benny that they're lying is the fact that there's just her file on the desk and they and I love the fact it's a military base, but I'd kind of believe that someone would just leave a file out by accident and yeah. thinking no one would notice. It's kind of like when you hear the news stories that uh, some MP as has happened once 
left a, a disc full of information, a CD-ROM full of information on a train. And everyone's going, well, who would do this? And the comedian Jeremy Hardy was on the news quiz and he said, it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I would. You know, it's like, <laughs> if you really think about it, any of us are really capable of something that dumb, just so random. It's just mm -hmm. the little details which screw you up. You know, you can be so yeah. careful. You can be on a military base, but just one file out of place and it scuppers everything. Yeah. yeah. And actually, it was really nice that it was Ray that picked up on something more subtle and Benny picked up on something that was just obvious in front of his face. <laughs> Whereas you kind of think that actually it's probably more likely in other episodes it'd be the other way around, that Benny would be picking up on just like little things and Ray would be like, yeah, it was right in front of me. So that was <laughs> a nice little switch, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I do enjoy, the other thing which I thought about, like, sorry, it's came back to something a bit ago, but uh, I do like the fact that I feel like Ray is almost sometimes i get a feeling if he was on his own he probably wouldn't be as mean but i feel like it's almost like because benny's being so nice and so forgiving of ian it winds him up to the point where he lashes out at uh, ian a few times mm. i think he actually kind of i don't think ray is naturally that mean but because he's almost forced to be kind by Penny, he just gets to an overload at some point and it all spills out. Like, and yeah. and this is the guy who killed his car, like his beloved car. I think he's being practical though. I think he's kind of What's thinking that too? we know this guy's a liar, you know, and he really doesn't want to. I think the essence for me is it feels like he doesn't want to waste his time. Yeah. Because he thinks that he's lying, he thinks it's pointless, and he doesn't that. And that's kind of probably the frustration that he's being dragged around. For a pointless exercise yeah and we do love pointless in this house we do <laughs> well it started off that ray gave him his lunch hour didn't he he's like okay <laughs> we're doing this in a lunch hour and then it got extended and he's like, okay we'll extend it and he was like well for how long for he's like until i'm i've had enough or something like that <laughs> yeah it's sort of like it reminds me of the episode there's another one where uh Ray's on the way to the airport. He's like, uh, I, you know, he's going on a holiday and he goes, okay, I'll give you a lift. I'll, I'll do that. That's on my way anyway. And then it's like, okay, if I wait here, then I can still get my plane. That's fine. And then it's like, okay, I can drive there. It'll be fine. And everything goes gradually, gradually until he gives up his holiday because he's given up all this time for yeah. having It's just wonderful. It just really shows the depth of their friendship in, a, in a just an awesome way. Yeah. Yeah. And, um yeah, then we had the bit with the um, campfire. And a, another thing I really liked about that was, like, these women, they're still flirting with this man. <laughs> I really <laughs> like the campfire bit. That was really sweet. And they're kind of, like, competing with each other, aren't they, these two women? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, actually, Benny convinces Ian to keep looking for this Audrey because I think he's, you know, he, he gets really down, doesn't he? And he's just like, oh, you know, forget it. And, and Benny convinces him to keep looking for her and you know to get this ring back this ring's obviously like really important to him because it's come from his mum and he made this promise he convinces him and then he's like right yeah you're right i'm gonna get back in and he jumps back in the bus and he's like driving back to the base and benny jumps on top of it and he's on the roof <laughs> they end up smashing back into the um, army base again and then there's like this helicopter like chasing them there's just yeah a bit of a crazy scene and what am i right like yeah, and of course they ended up arrested again <laughs> because of them broken back in there. And you know, and they're, and they're told, you know, this they could have got like thirty years <laughs> for what they'd done that day. <laughs> the American and the Canadians phoning in for their bar and going, yeah. 
they both pleaded like that you weren't in your right mind, so you should be let off. Like both consulates are phoned up going, they're just nuts. Please they're just, just yeah. diminish responsibility. That's our only <laughs> This on a like Americans are like, I don't know, Ray went for lunch. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, you can imagine it's Walsh and um Thatcher both phoning up going like no, you think you you're annoyed with dealing with them every bloody week with these two. Yeah, it's kind of like you now you know what we have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, so they are both American and the Canadians, like just saying, yeah, they're not in their right mind. Yeah. If you could just um show some leniency and let them go. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Um yeah, and then eventually we get this bit where Ian meets up with Audrey again. And um, yeah, so she's willing to give the ring back, but then he's just like, nah, keep it. Um, but then they kind of arrange to meet up again that night, don't they? Well, I mean, it's, it's just where she goes like, well, maybe if I'd known you for more than 24 hours, maybe yeah, I'm 42 minutes. 42 minutes, like, like maybe 43. 43, 43 yeah. <laughs> wonderful, like. sweet line, like, which some people would be too cynical to deliver. Oh, get it right, get it right. <laughs> This is this what I have to deal with every if week. You can't get it right every day. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, I really love it, and I love the little button on the episode as well. Right at the end, you've got the uh, people out by like the old folks by the campfire, and uh, there's a shooting star, I believe it is, and they go, "It's like uh, good night, son." Like they, they, but also it looks like the aliens are scanning them. You know the bit, well, all the lights are from the alien ship. You see that bit, you know. Regardless of what it is, I, I just thought it was really sweet where they said goodbye to their, their, their son, which is like that little through line which is woven throughout the story. I think that's really lovely. Yeah. And the suggestion, yeah, is it? I like the fact as well that Amanda Tapping's line is that uh, it depends on how you look at something. Is it like this or is it like this? So. Is an alien or is it a UFO in the truest sense of just something that's unidentified to you, but could be a secret bit of military tech that we're testing out? Which is kind of like that. That's what they've said. It's like a lot of the times, if you find an air force base and a UFO, it probably is because there's something they're testing that you. Something they're testing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, everything's kind of like left open, really, and nothing's really explained about what's going on with it all, but. Yeah, maybe that's the charm of the episode. <laughs> it is for me. But anyway, I believe that leads us on to a little matter of... Can you give me the information I seek? And tell me what the best moments of the week are? First of all, thank you very much, as always, to Matt Lees for the music and uh, the lyrics by, oh, actually, I think that whole jingle is uh, Mr. Blaine Garrison. But we like to thank them every week because Matt does a main theme tune and work on some of our other jingles. And I'd also like to thank the good people at StreamYard who have provided the streaming technology for Squeefest free of charge. They've given me an upgrade to their premiere package just for doing this uh, uh, wonderful charity event. So we'd like to thank them. It is really easy to use and really great technology. The extra features I've been using today have been really great. So I'd highly recommend it for your uh, streaming needs. But what are our favorite things of the week? So let's start with, the, I mean, I think best Stephen Baker at the moment is gonna be pretty easy. I, I know the exact one for me, I'm gonna go first this time. I'm gonna say when they're around the campfire, and she goes, oh, Colin, you better eat it all up. Like, I know there's loads of moments of him being fed by uh, this woman, 
but it's like when he really gets the jackpot of like the whole rest of it, he's got to finish off like uh, the smile <laughs> on his face just reminded me of Dottie so much. Nicola? Um, for me, it was when he come off the bus because I know it sounds really sad, but I had this vision of them going, get off, and he's like trots off and then puts his paws in the air. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, that's extra, and I love that bit. That's my pretty head. nice. Yeah, Michelle. It, mine was actually going to be the bit in the hotel where he's eating the crisps on the floor, and it's like that could be evidence, and <laughs> just the fact that there's, a, you know, he's in the corner just eating his way through the evidence because it's food. Oh, I love it when we've got a different different baker moment. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, something which often triggers off different uh, answers from us is uh, let's go first for the most Canadian. So first of all, you, Michelle. I really struggled with this one. There were a few people that I was kind of like flip-flopping with. So I, I kind of feel a little bit torn because I wanted to kind of wanted to go for the um, barmaid, the spaceship barmaid lady. Because I thought she was really nice. She was really sweet. And um, yeah, I thought she was a lovely character. But I also kind of think Audrey, I think maybe I'll just go for Audrey. I'll stick with Audrey, I think. Because I think she was really nice, hardworking, um, kind of really open. And yeah, I, I really, I was quite intrigued by her character. I'm um, keep it's easy. It is the, uh, the lady who's feeding Diefenbaker throughout oh. the episode. <laughs> Kind, you can't argue with them, no matter how like you. Even if you do disagree with what they're doing, they're so sweet about it. You just, just. Yeah. That's my <laughs> chimkin lady. Chimkin lady chimkin is our lady. is our most Canadian. So, uh, what were with you, uh, Nicola? Who's your most American of the week? Oh, it's got to be Ian. He's just bonkers. <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> I think he's probably <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, what's your most American of the week? I, I felt like I had to go for the colonel, the because you know he's like a an American military man, you know, it's that you know, so American. Yeah, do, especially I since thought, now uh, from the leadership of America, it is currently on a bit of a war footing uh, with its kind of leader, and I'm not gonna go any further than that, but I, I think it's fair to say that that its leader is, is pro-war. So uh, I was going to go for the colonel too. Thank you very much, Michelle, for being here. We are going to just uh, maybe cap this off a little bit early because I want five minutes between this and the next stream, which will start uh, promptly in about five minutes. So promptly in about, that's that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> please, if you're watching right now, uh, there is going to be a bit of a gap. We're suddenly getting loads of messages. I think we might have had a slight oh, problem. No. Oh, I haven't seen anything come through with the chat or anything today. Oh, we've got a raid. So I think this is a thing where people can put over viewers from another stream. I uh, see. So we're just going to get this. I think these have been coming in over a while because they just suddenly... Uh, hello, Darren's. Sorry, I just saw hello, D Darren's are here. Yeah, hello, Darren's. Hi, Darren's. You're awesome. I love Darren. So <laughs> if any people are raiding us and watching us now, I'm really sorry, but we might lose you now because we're about to finish the stream. However, in five minutes, we're going to start a new stream. Please, please, please stick with the Dr. Free Show's uh, uh, Twitch if you're room. watching on there uh, from um, uh, from Facebook Live in the many places we are. Please, if you're viewing us now, 
keep with us. Uh, I, I'm very sorry, we're just going to go off as you're uh, joining us. And thank you so much to the Dark Room and to John um, for, for sending everyone over to him. We really appreciate it. Yeah. John, you're a god. And uh, if you're not following already, please, please follow the Dark Room. Please oh, hang out for the next. Oh, oh, Shame and Steve, thank you. He's put, um, let's hang out for the next stream. Yes. We're about to do Retrek podcast, which we're, we're going to uh, talk to. Um, Talk about all things Star Trek. So, um, Fault Mog oh. has put, uh, can you add a donate command with a link? No, we can't, unfortunately, because we're multi streaming to multiple sites. All you've got to do is go to justgiving.com slash squeefest. Justgiving.com slash squeefest. Uh, Mog has just put it on the uh, channel. Thank you. Uh, and it's wonderful. And bugger that this should happen just as we're going off but everyone's saying they're gonna um gonna follow Yay. us so uh we're now gonna leave the stream thank you very much michelle it's been a pleasure oh, it's been great thank you thank you for everything you and the rest of the nhs are doing for anyone who's just joined us uh, michelle is a genuine nhs nurse and what, a, as opposed to a fake one yes, <laughs> to a fake uniform i use at home <laughs> yeah. she isn't one of the ones from those mucky videos you've been watching she's a real deal oh now we're gonna lose everyone now the mucky videos will still be there later no because they'll think that's not what's coming up <laughs> anyway look we're meant to be finishing this early and now we yeah. might just be on time if we're lucky hang out for the next stream folks yes we love it so anyway so i've been dug to ski squeeze ski. <laughs> i've been detective squee with me has been mountie michelle and civilian aid nicola and Yay. until next week, guys, say if they had a compass, which direction would they keep them pointing until next week? Due south. Due south by southeast. I mean, almost in time. Do, 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 do. Thanks, Michelle. Good night, and uh, we will see you on the next stream, everyone.